Hello and welcome to Tech Recruiting Podcast. Together, we are exploring the vast world of recruiting in the IT area. We are discussing candidate experience, evaluating recruitment strategies, and sharing best practices with recruiting experts and HR leaders from all over the world. Join us in our journey to imagine the future of recruitment and change the way how companies attract tech talent forever. Uh, hello and more welcome to the Tech Recruiting Podcast. Our guest today is Robert Neuhan, recruitment lead DACH at Accenture Song, and Adam Pavlovich as our host today from VR Developers. Hi, Robert. Before we talk about your lecture, I would like to ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your company for our audience to understand better the context from where you are. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, first of all, welcome for having me. Um, hi, I'm Robert and I'm in recruiting now for nearly 15 years, um, which really feels quite long. Um, and since one and a half years, I have the pleasure leading the recruitment team for Accenture Song um, in Germany, Austria and Switzerland. Accenture Song might sound quite unknown to you. Um, maybe you have heard about Accenture Interactive, um, which was established by Accenture in 2009 and became until then um, one of the world's largest digital agency. Um, and we just rebranded a couple of weeks ago um, as Accenture Song, um, along with all of our 40 acquired agencies um, with the exception of Droga5. Um, in Germany, we are recruiting a high three-digit number of talents um, every year um, around tech strategy, digital strategy, design, digital marketing, product, so everything you need um, to build great digital products. Um, and that we are doing for Accenture Song, of course, and right now also for the acquired agencies we have in Germany, that is Sina Schrader, Kollerebe, Markevision, Design Affairs, Fjord, Bow and Arrow, Wirestone, Boomerang, and Spark44. It's very interesting. Usually when you rebrand something, there is a new chapter ongoing. And uh, basically, we want to talk about the concept of new work. Some of us know what is it and some of us had no clue. But that's why I want to ask you, what are the key principles of this concept or the construct? Maybe one sentence um, beforehand, um, because we are talking a lot about new work uh, nowadays. I would say a couple, a couple of years now. Um, so let's start maybe with something, what is it not? And new work is definitely not about fresh foods um, or a soccer table. Um, that's always very important for me. So from, from my personal experience and perspective, um, I see four key principles. Um, we always should keep in mind um, when talking and thinking about new work and how we further develop our organizations. Um, I think first of all, it's about flexibility. Um, which means everything ab around the questions about where to work and when to work. Um, second is purpose for me. It's about company values and company culture and equally important also the possibilities of participation for our employees. Um, third dimension for me is diversity. Um, New work needs a diverse company in all diversity dimensions, uh, dimensions like gender, sexuality, age, and so on. And last but not least, of course, um, always hot topic, leadership um, is also a key principle for me, which includes the topics around trust, transparency, and of course, um, the way of working. Mm -hmm. Maybe a question out of uh, our first discussion is, uh, uh, do you consider that flexibility is part of the new work or it's just a catchy title? I think it's part of new work, definitely. And the pandemic was just uh, something that brings or brought that a bit quicker on the table. 
Yeah, yeah. Our, our recent survey that we uh, released yesterday at the RC stage, wanted and misunderstood, have a has a very uh, interesting findings with regards to flexibility. It outgrows the concept of hybrid work, uh, listening to developers, what they want to do in terms of the working hours. It's not just about that. It's it's way, way more. But the recent pandemic sped up the process of digitization and enhanced the introduction of the concept of working remote. Uh, later, employees were forced to work from home. Uh, and uh, during that stage of pandemics, they discovered its beneficial implications on work-life balance. Especially in the tech industry, we deviated from an industrial society into the knowledge society also during the pandemic and a little bit prior to that. And that can act and work relatively independently. So according to your insights, what are the next steps towards the reaching new work goals, as you said, based on on the principles that you stated? Mm -hmm. Maybe one sentence before that. Um, What we understood during the, the pandemic is that working remotely works. So the projects we are doing um, for our clients um, worked um, in the same time and the same quality. Um, but of course, um, we have to realize next steps um, towards optimizing our own work environment. And that coming back to the question before, first is flexibility. Um, but what for me is really important when talking about flexibility is that flexibility does not mean that remote has to be the standard. So when thinking about new work and next steps, it is more important to bring real flexibility based on the needs of our employees. And that also means that we need to understand the individual needs of every of our employees. Um, Life is different for all of us, so we all have different needs. And that also needs that we need different different flexibility. Second area, um, I would also like to pick up from the new work principles is leadership. Um, Leading and developing people is different in this new setup. Um, That brings us back to the topic of trust and transparency I talked before. Um, Remote work changed the role of our leaders because flexibility also needs to be managed. And also studies have shown that people working from home um, are tending to work longer. You may know that. Um, at least I know that. Um, and um, one reason might be, of course, the blood border um, between the work and the private life. And so my perception is that leaders need to invest also more time in topics like mental health um, and ensuring a safe working place, um, especially in a situation, especially in a remote situation um, where the personal contact is limited. And what also is something that is very very often heard and you can feel is that we are in a time of constant change and from my personal view and to be honest sometimes I have the feeling that the big changes are coming way more faster um, than in the past Um, I have no clue if that's right but it's just a perception um, by myself Um, but that also means that we need leaders that are able to guide through change and turbulent times and prepare teams for the constant change yeah, maybe as a reflection or a comment to to your to your answer, uh, what we have experienced during the pandemics, it was that uh, our leaders were more available to us, more accessible to us. We could reach them through uh, video calls and have uh, team meetings more often, discussing things that we were not able to do because their time was so compressed. And now, when the pandemics is almost gone and we are kind of 
going back into the normal i just hope and this could be uh, our our message to them that they shouldn't go back into the previous state where there was uh, borders around them and uh, i would say that that was the key benefit for many companies that you could approach your boss in a way easier and more informal way than before so how do you stay innovative in minds of tech talents one part also which comes with new work is the possibilities of developing myself and um, of our employees and Accenture from my point of view um, and I've seen other companies of course before um, is investing a lot of um, in developing and educating their employees um, just one example we have a TQ training how we call it technology quotient um, it's a huge and really well-developed training about actual and upcoming technology topics um, that is mandatory for every of our 600k employees worldwide um, and also for recruiting um, because we also need to understand what's going on and coming up um, out there for successful recruiting as some examples there are specific training sessions for 5g and edge computing artificial intelligence automation blockchain virtual reality and of course the metaverse we are talking about since a couple of months um, and in general Accenture is a company that always strives to be on the top of every new technology um, that is out there or may come. Um, also there is an example I already mentioned. We already have a global metaverse business group with around about 800 employees right now. Um, and also in Accenture Song, we are looking for additional couple of hundreds of people right now to drive this topic um, internally and for our clients. So that give, gives, gives a bit a hint on that we are not waiting, that technology is coming. Um, we are always, always monitoring, okay, what technology could come and are always prepared to be there um, before all the others are there. But there is also interesting think about that uh, some of the uh, developers are not that prone to change that fast with the technology some of them are looking to stay with it so how do you how do you balance yeah yeah totally nice question um, there we have um, the good situation that we are working for different clients and of course we are not always working for clients that are also on the top of the notch um, technology-wise. Um, I'm pretty sure you can work um, at Accenture on projects with um, technology stacks from the last 20 years, I would say. <laughs> so whatever you want, I definitely, I'm sure that there will be a project um, for some of our clients um, that have an old stack um, or technology stacks, um, but also of course we are building things from the scratch um, with, with new technology. Mm. That's kind of like a, there is always a project for a developer somewhere inside your company. And this brings me to um, the next topic. That's the, the problem of uh, toxic environment inside the organizations and also the, the overall toxicity. Basically, our survey that was conducted in April this year, so it's super fresh and uh, targeted to the Dah region, brought the, to our attention extreme toxicity. So the awareness of it and the reason why developers are considering to change their jobs is because they more or less experienced the, 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 the toxic vibe. And that could be uh, micromanagement from their bosses, that could be uh, some sort of bad environment vibe inside the teams and uh, that the colleagues are being jealous for someone who's promoted and stuff like that. Uh, my, my question is, are the companies aware of toxicity or they are just 
driving in a train unaware that it's uh, full of uh, that toxic air. I can't speak for all companies. Um, I can speak for myself. And when you presented yesterday parts of the survey, um, I was, to be honest, pretty surprised um, on the high number. Um, but with a night sleep over this um, topic, um, I, I just thought about the two topics that you just mentioned. Um, so it's about micromanagement and the thing um, that also comes out of the survey that developers feel unimportant inside their own organizations. Um, and it brings us back to the beginning um, of our conversation, um, again, back to New Work Principles. It's about leadership and purpose. Um, and we haven't talked about purpose so far, um, but the way of leading people needs to change and evolve. And micromanagement is classical for me, a part of an old working culture. Um, I had the luck in the 15 years I'm now working that I never had a micromanager. Um, that also made me maybe to the new work guy I'm today, um, to be honest. And I'm very thankful um, for that. Um, but we as an organization need to find a way um, to give freedom um, and not only freedom in the way of working. Um, the second part is also very important, at least for me, and I'm pretty sure also for developers, um, we also need freedom in taking and making decisions. Um, that's also part of the, of the old work, not making decisions, um, not to be allowed to make decisions. Um, but that is definitely something that needs to change. And um, to talk about purpose, um, that is something where I can definitely say that I have the feeling that is, it is way more important um, than it was a couple of years ago um, for all of our people. Um, and we see that also for the employees we have at Accenture Song, they want to work on projects that matter, um, that changes other people's lives, make it more easy, more fun, more, more sustainable. So purpose is, is um, a big part um, of the, the, the toxic environment. So when you don't see the purpose and the thing you are doing, um, and additionally uh, get micromanagement, um, that sounds also very toxic to me. Yeah, whole outcome of our survey and the current topics that we are running here at the RC stage and uh, at the World Congress next to us is about like a domino effect and everything is interconnected. And uh, in terms of purpose, that's a, that's a really important uh, construct for us. We did a white paper maybe a year ago about it, about the importance of giving the value to your employees and with the with the developers they're usually the people who are not being loud enough so how do you define the purpose that kind of combines uh, all the present and future values for the employees from different departments not just the from the tech teams but also from the marketing from the sales from the leadership so uh, how do you make it like a one package is there about like interviewing all of them, making a workshops, internal team buildings, discussing what matters most? How, how do you actually combine that document? When looking on the new work, a key principles, I think purpose is the hardest one. Um, because I think purpose is something that needs to be developed on both sides. It, it will not work um, if uh, your company or if I tell you what's your purpose. You need to find your purpose by yourself. 
um, with the help of the company values and um, uh, maybe a vision or whatever of the company. So that's a way in just saying, okay, that's your purpose. For that are you here, you need to find that for yourself. Um, and I think also it takes always time um, to find your personal purpose. So the and purpose for me also is a feeling. So it's nothing I can say like, okay, now I have my purpose. Um, it's, it's a kind of a feeling inside where I have uh, wake up in the morning and I have the feeling I'm doing something meaningful. Um, and that gives me a purpose. So just talking with all the people um, will not bring us to a purpose because the purpose is for everyone very, very different. It's basically a two-way road and a constant communication, balancing, listening, and then at some point you see the full picture and create that purpose bubble. And uh, then when it's presented, it's understandable and clear to everyone else. Uh, thank you, uh, Robert. It was it was a really good talk uh, about the, the concept of new work. And um, before we say goodbye to each other, uh, I would like to tell us uh, to our audience if they would like to reach you, what is the best way? The easiest way, as always, is LinkedIn. Just drop a message or a contact request. Looking forward to. Thank you very much. See you somewhere next time. Thank you. Bye.